Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm so glad you're here. It's Holy Week, you guys, and we have a fantastic guest. It is Father Will Rooney. He is a newly ordained priest in the Diocese of Austin and a very close family friend of Kendra and her family, and actually the godfather to her little redheaded Benedict. And I've gotten to spend a lot of time with Father Will because, you know, I live across the street. (laughs) So whenever he comes over to see Benny or to spend time with the Bartlett's, he always includes our family and whatever fun we're having. And we've gotten to have mass with him. He came over and gave our family a blessing during the pandemic. And one really special day, a couple of months ago, my husband has been really sick, you know, and he's really needed the anointing of the sick. And all of a sudden, Will showed up, Father Will. And I didn't know Father Will was coming. And we went out to him and said, would you mind anointing Chad today? Do you have your oils with you? And he said, absolutely. And I think that was a turning point for our family and his healing and in knowing that God was definitely in control of what was going on. And it was a moment of surrender for all of us. So I'm so thankful for Father Will, for his priesthood, for his friendship. And he's funny, you guys. He's outgoing. His theology is beautiful. And we talk deeply about Holy Week and his excitement as a first-year priest, but also just what we love about it and how we can enter into this week and really be present with the Lord. All right. I hope you enjoy. Hey guys. Hi everybody. How are you? I'm good. We have a fun friend here today. You want to say hi? Hi. I'm Father Will. (laughs) (laughs) I love how you said that. I'm Father Will. So Father Will is a very uh, special, important part of the Bartlett family, Team Mm -hmm. Bartlett. Um, He's Uncle Will Mm -hmm. and he's godfather to our Benedict. Um, He was actually a teen in my husband's youth program back in College Station many moons ago. Yeah. Not that many. I mean, you're really young. (laughs) Um, Oh, let's see. It would be uh, 12 years ago, right? Wow. 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's just been really amazing watching him grow up and um, become really good friends with my husband and um, with our family. And just you just come over and hang out. And he's a fellow Aggie. Whoop. Knows a lot about chickens. I know a lot about (laughs) A lot about chickens. I didn't know that. Well, you know, we always talk about how Kendra is so good, well, the Bartlett's in general, are so good about bringing in people into their family. And Father Will is a huge example of that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's been so fun for me to live across the street and get to benefit from it, too. (laughs) Like, just to see Father Will, such an active part of their lives. And my kids get to run around and play with the priest in the front yard. And it's really, it's really cool. You guys have such a great friendship. It is. It's it's been awesome to get to know y'all as a family and to watch y'all grow. Because I remember when Philomena was born. Yeah. The the Kendra's oldest, uh, which is crazy. So that's 13 years ago now. And Mm -hmm. uh, man, like to watch the Bartlett family just grow and and change and like and grow in in holiness and all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff and and craziness, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the way that life goes. (laughs) Right, right. But what I love is is, um, when you come over, you just 
get your your hands dirty with us and it's just so beautiful like you get in the kitchen with me you've made us cinnamon rolls which are amazing <laughs> by the way um and you're not a guest you're a part of our family yeah. and it's really it's a blessing so and you mean so much awesome to benedict to too i love yes. watching you as the godfather to benedict like yes. you guys have such a sweet oh he's awesome. friendship yeah. he's uh yeah so we're, we're praying that kid yes we're praying for that kid. <laughs> anytime we have issues with them chris is like father will you really got to be praying for <laughs> he's our spitfire redhead yes yeah full on redhead strange, that's awesome well and at new year's eve um, I, well, New Year's Eve yes. is oh, yeah, yeah. What, what we call the solemnity of Mary, Mary. Mother of the, Mary, Mother of God. Thank yes. you. I'm like Mary of something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and uh, so it was so fun. Father Will came over and yeah. um, celebrated Mass in Kendra's living room. And yeah. we got to come and be a part of it. And I don't think I'll ever forget that night. Yeah. It was really it was amazing. It was so beautiful. It was, yeah. Like, and so y'all's kids uh, both, like, they had, like, a choir going. <laughs> they did. <laughs> You know, like Benedict was carrying a cross or something. I don't know. Yeah, the girls like orchestrated the procession in yeah. with the they boys. They did. They it did all so the music. It, yeah. was, it was really sweet. Was and poor terrible. Olivia. I told her the wrong time to get up and do the reading. <laughs> she was so embarrassed. I was like, I'm sorry. That was my fault. But that was really, awesome. really cool. Like just things you don't think about. Like I just never thought we would have a priest to be a part of our life like this. And yeah. so it's really cool. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm blessed by it. Um, you know, one of the things that one of my mentors said, uh, a, a priest that I know, um, he said you gotta you gotta have families, you gotta mm-hmm. have families that you, you you go to and you you see what their life is like, and you you're a part of their life, mm-hmm. and um, that's so important uh, for a priest. It makes mm-hmm. it makes the the sacrifice of the priesthood like real right because i mm-hmm. see like the goodness mm-hmm. and it also uh it just it feeds me right mm-hmm. like there's just some some joy that comes from that so i'm really grateful to y'all for sharing your life with me, <laughs> right? like it's so awesome um you know you're it, always welcome so, yes thank you. <laughs> yeah Appreciate that. are you ready for the question now yes we get to ask. i have listened to a couple of these uh podcasts <laughs> before and uh kendra always has some questions okay are you scared you ready a little bit nervous. <laughs> okay well we'll start out with this one is cereal soup? Why or why not? What? <laughs> That's a great question. That's right? A weird question. No, because you can have a cold soup, right? Yeah. Like you can have a gazpacho. Ew. I would say no, because you okay. can have hot cereal, right? Cereal is its own um, category. A hot cereal would be like a porridge. But hot cereal is oatmeal. like oatmeal, so it's oatmeal. kind of different than like... Yeah, I don't know. My, my grandfather was a um, cereal chemist. What? A food chemist. Yeah, a food chemist. So um, That's cool. he worked on like... Uh, sorghum and corn and mm-hmm. wheat and he grew up in western Canada. anyway so uh yeah I, I think he would say that cereal is its own thing and it's not so, <laughs> that's, so okay that's all right, cool your weird questions so you're gonna start out some really cool that's facts good. okay okay go. next question what secret conspiracy would you like to start <laughs> <laughs> secret conspiracy she really went deep this time Man, um well nothing illegal hopefully um <laughs> Yeah, we can't do that. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, what would I start? What would be a conspiracy that I thought I would start? I would probably uh, start something um, small, where it, like it just kind of um, getting people, I don't know, maybe this is just because I'm a priest, but like, <laughs> I, like you actually can pray, right? Like, uh-huh. you, like I, you know, just getting people to, to do that, right? Over and over, and, and, and like the secret of like, just do it a little bit and then tell another person to do it. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like I the enticing. Yeah, the enticement of, <laughs> of uh, 
You know, I was um, yesterday night, uh, or not yesterday, the day before yesterday, um, our maintenance director uh, came to the parish to, to cover up the crosses and oh, the crucifixes yeah. as it's Passion Sunday or whatever. And uh, he brought his grandson, and his grandson is in uh, third grade at our Catholic school. And so, you know, he can't really help with mm-hmm. doing this. Like, they've got a ladder on top of, like, the altar to, like... Oh, my. Yeah, so it's, like, it's a little <laughs> bit right, like a little bit crazy yeah. to do this. Anyway, so um, so while they were doing that, uh, I it was time for Vespers. So I just, like, grabbed this kid, and we sat there in a pew, and we prayed <laughs> Vespers together. Aww. And it was so That's cute, so right? Because cool. he's, he's, he's still learning really how to read well and that kind of yeah. stuff. And so... He would say that, but it's like those kind of, that would be the kind of conspiracy that I would want. Oh. Right? I love like that. Yeah. The hidden moment of, of uh-huh. like, oh. here, let's pray together and let's show you that this is actually something you can Especially do. with kids. That's awesome. That's good. I love that. That's great. Um, so your life with chickens, do you have any funny chicken stories? Wait, did you grow up with chickens? Yeah, what is so, this chicken thing? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. confused. He can even so teach you first... how to butcher a chicken. Oh, I don't want to oh, know yeah. that. I can do it. <laughs> I need not have that I can do everything from raising the chicken. I can do everything except what the hen does to lay the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so uh, no, so my, my dad, um, when he was a kid, he raised turkeys and chickens for 4-H projects. Uh-huh. And then when we were about eight or nine years old, we started raising turkeys and chickens. And it turned into like my life for for most of, for my for my adolescence, like from like ten years old to eighteen, I was uh, raising chickens and turkeys and all sorts of stuff like that. And actually, I was a poultry science major for a year. Oh, and, really? Um, um, my career. So the funniest story about turkeys and chickens. So I'll tell two stories. Um, first, I just have great memories of like. Me and my family, my family and I, sorry, she's probably <laughs> oh, okay. whatever. Um, <laughs> no grammar here. You're in safe space. <laughs> I'm in safe space, but I didn't want to call my family mean. Um, uh, that's what my mom used to say about that. Anyway, but, so we would come together um, when it was time to like butcher the, the chickens, right? Uh-huh. And it was so much, it was so amazing, right? Like my brothers and I would be working together. My mom and dad would be helping my grandma. <laughs> That's and amazing. My, and at one point we had my great grandma out there like helping uh, oh do stuff gosh. for a while. And it was just, it was just like a, an amazing family activity. And then you'd eat fried chicken later in the day. Okay, that part's fun. Are you guys all covered in blood? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, no, literally, literally. I, I'm not making this up, you know, so like we would just be, so we had different jobs that we kind of got good at. So mm-hmm. I was the killer. I don't know. Hopefully you don't have any too many, too many vegetarians. Is eating lunch right now. Yes. Oh, that's so funny. I just had this like vision of like old Testament priests oh, and the sacrifice. the sacrifice of the animal, the altar, the yes. blood. Yeah. <laughs> You're like really living this out. <laughs> well, yeah, and we had chickens, right, and turkeys. So compared to like lambs and steers and stuff, yeah, that, uh, those big animals are a lot more. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot bigger process. I think I was reading in Exodus a couple months ago, and it was talking about a sacrifice, and it made it sound like the place was covered in blood, yeah. <laughs> like just no. dripping. It was, yeah. it was. It was graphic. It, it was, was blood pretty, sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. If you, there's a good book by Brant Petrie, and he talks about the number of lambs that were sacrificed each year oh. at the Passover. Just Something like 200,000. Whoa. So can you imagine 200,000 lambs 
being sacrificed, right? Wow. So you would you would bring your lamb, right? And they would uh, the priest would um, would would take it, and then uh, actually, if if I remember right, the head of the household would, would actually be the one who mm-hmm. killed the animal. Right, but the, it was like the priest had to be there to mm-hmm. uh, anyway. So didn't they like pass the blood down the altar? Yeah, and then they were like, yeah. there was like a whole like the a Levites and yeah, all uh-huh. sorts of stuff. Wow. But I mean, the amount of blood. I mean, we had this sounds really bad. But we had like buckets of blood, right? Like uh, after we would kill mm-hmm. turkeys and chickens, yeah. you do a few hundred of them, and like, yeah, there's a lot of blood. But oh my gosh, like thousands upon thousands of yeah. lambs in one day, right? One like day. or in a couple of days, and yeah. just like. Uh-huh. Is, but it makes the sacrifice of Jesus make so much more sense to us if you understand mm-hmm. where they came from yeah. with that mm-hmm. one sacrifice. Man, we got really deep. Yeah, we, we sure did. <laughs> the theological slaughter of chickens. There you go. So yeah, so that was my uh, that was my fun fun story. <laughs> the the worst story, and this is when I stopped uh, when I decided I didn't want to be a poultry science major anymore because I had an internship. I think it was at Sanderson Farms. I love their their uh, meat products, but. Uh, uh, I was there for two weeks and it was the first time I ever quit something afterwards because uh-huh. I was literally up to my like waist in dead chickens at one point because it was like a really hot day and a bunch of chickens died oh, on, the, wow. on the truck and so it was terrible. And you're like, I, I don't like, want to do this forever. I'm like, I think I'm good. I, think I'm good. I have other options. I've had my fix. So, that was part of your discernment. God's that, like, nope. No, <laughs> right? Quite honestly, it really, that's like, it was a major turning point point because I quit something right yeah like I quit something yeah and because I quit something I uh, I was able to start taking classes a little bit more during the summer at mm-hmm. AM and then uh, I started working at the church mm-hmm. uh, oh. doing like middle school youth ministry which thank you Father Michael O'Connor also <laughs> you're crazy I was 19 years old right what in the world uh <laughs> He yeah. hired me too. He just he apparently just hires anybody. <laughs> no, he's so no awesome. you both are very talented. <laughs> so good. But, Beautiful um, hearts. Anyway, so yeah, so that was kind of uh, an important part yeah. of the story. That's yeah. interesting. Cool. Well, leading into that, you're going on a year anniversary of being a priest. Yeah, in right? three months. June, right? Yeah. He be- was ordained in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Yes. You're like a pandemic priest. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yes. Pandemic priest. Yes. It was a Oh, it was such a beautiful, beautiful Yeah, that was an awesome moment. It's spectacular. <laughs> um, so high and low of first year. Ooh, high and low. Um, gosh, there's so many highs. Um, that's a really, that's a really hard question. Identify <laughs> one high. You can give um, us more than one. Yeah. Your favorite things. You know, saying mass like especially on a big feast day or like a sun even just like a sunday um there's been moments where i've just been moved like to tears as i'm saying mass Mm. and um uh to to be able to offer that sacrifice in union with jesus over and over right to Mm. represent that um and to pray on behalf of people Mm. right like Mm -hmm. because you start to see um you know yesterday i was walking out of mass and there's a kid that I, you know, baptized and gave his first communion and confirmed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. hey, look, look at there. Right? Like, <laughs> I did know, that. I did that. Right? Like, I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. So yeah. something that speaks to my father's heart, right? Like, the, yeah. um, I really 
am convinced of the fatherhood of the priest in a, mm-hmm. in a, I always knew, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, there's a reason you call the priest father. Mm-hmm. But, um, and so I'd experienced the fathering of priest, mm-hmm. like being fathered by a priest. Um, but I, but to really Be live father. that, mm-hmm. yeah, to do that for another human being and, and is, um, has been probably the height of that. And, and, and it all culminates in the, in offering the sacrifice. And things That's like so, um, so that's the high, um, the low, man, I, I don't know. I, I COVID was a low, uh, mm-hmm. I had COVID. You were a COVID survivor. Yes. I'm a COVID survivor. I, I survived job. the Rona. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks be to God. Yes. Seriously. Thanks mm-hmm. be to God. It was, it was not fun. I don't recommend it. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think one, one challenge as a, as a new priest is just like, you come in with a lot of like, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm mm-hmm. going to do this, and, and I, I never want to do this, right? right? Yeah. I never want to fail in this way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and pretty soon God gives you the gift of humility and, <laughs> or the opportunity for humility, and you recognize, oh, man, I was a little bit snippy at mm-hmm. that person, right? And I, and I promised myself I would never be snippy mm-hmm. at, a, at, a, at a person for, yeah. you know, asking for the 20,000th time to bless this thing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it's, my, it's like my entire vocation, but I, and I'm sure you guys have moments like this as parents as well. Like, mm-hmm. Your vocation is to help your kid flourish. And so like mm-hmm. when they ask for a glass of water, you're like, yeah, I should give them a glass of water on a normal day. But then there's that day that comes where you're like, I'm so tired right now. And he's asked for a glass of water four <laughs> times and spilled it twice. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah kid just go away you know what I mean like, <laughs> yeah. and so I think in the life of a priest that sometimes happens as well and I've, I've mm-hmm. certainly had those moments where I'm like oh that was not the right and then you just say I'm sorry right like that's right. the thing right? you ask for forgiveness and you just move on mm-hmm. um, so you try to be kind but that's that was, that's probably the low of the of the <laughs> of, of my life as a, a priest yeah. as far as, as that kind of thing I mean sometimes there's some bureaucracy that I'm like mm-hmm. hitting my head up against yeah that's okay yeah it's life yeah mm-hmm. well going off of you sharing your chicken story <laughs> um share with us your your journey to the priesthood sure yeah here. um so I thought about being a priest when I was a little kid um I wanted to be a train engineer an astronaut <laughs> and a priest that's so, awesome. That's uh, cute. Yeah, when I was like eight uh, or seven or eight, uh, first communion time, um, I started altar serving about that time. Um, first at St. Anthony's in Bryan, and then we moved to St. Thomas Aquinas. And there was just like my family just gave me gave me the faith in a sense, right? Like mm-hmm. I mean, God gives the faith, but the mm-hmm. the instruments by which it was given to me was my mom and my dad and my grandparents and. I remember going to Stations of the Cross with my grand. Every time mm-hmm. Stations comes up in, in the year, I'm like, oh yeah, we, we we used to go with you know with Grandma and Grandpa, and on Friday like they might pick us up from school and then we'd go hang out at Grandpa's office for a little while and then go to Stations. Or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so there's just and we went to Mass and, and that kind of stuff, and I think that that set me up um, to be able to respond to the Lord's call in my life. Um, I mean, it took a long time uh, for that to happen. Um, when I was about 14 or 15, 14, I was 14, um, freshman in high school, uh, 
it was 2006. Yeah. That tells you how, uh, how young I am, right? Uh, so freshman I think high I was school. pregnant that year. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so 2006, and, uh, and, and there was this retreat that was put on um, by the seniors in, at the program that Chris Kendra's mm-hmm. husband uh, ran uh, called Stay. And my mom, for some reason, I, I don't know exactly what she was thinking. I think she... <laughs> I don't know. I was fourteen, right? A fourteen-year-old boy can be a little bit uh, a moody, and I struggled a little bit with some depression and different stuff mm-hmm. like that in kind of middle school, early high school. And um, she knew that I liked learning about the faith. I had always kind of been on the intellectual side of stuff. I could have mm-hmm. told you a lot of stuff about Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but she said, You're, "I want you to go to this, right?" and uh, I was like, oh, I don't know about this mom. And, and I did. And uh, it was, I encountered Christ in a powerful way that mm-hmm. day through Eucharistic Adoration, through the, the, and then through the Sacrament of Confession, actually with Father Michael O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Again, once, yeah, so O'Connor <laughs> plays a big role in my, in my life. And, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and I went to confession and, um, you know, I, I, it's a normal 14 year old kid like it wasn't yeah. a terrible human being I just <laughs> I had fallen right like just like every other human being but yeah. I was convicted of my own sin mm-hmm. like I was convicted of like I need a savior mm-hmm. and um I was also convicted of like oh all these the stuff that we've been talking about that I've been learning about that I like have the tradition and have the motions for because I've been going to church since mm-hmm. I was a week old this is what it's all about. Like this person mm-hmm. whom I'm encountering right now. And I couldn't, have, I couldn't have said that exactly in that way at that point. But that's what it was. It was Christ reaching into my life it, through the action of his church and saying, will I want you to mm-hmm. be my friend? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. And um, I, in that moment, I thought about being a priest. Now, I didn't come out of that retreat like convinced. Mm-hmm. I just was convinced that I wanted to follow Jesus. Right. And yeah. um, so I'm, I'm so thankful to my mom and dad and family for giving me the faith. I'm thankful to, to like people like Chris who like facilitated that, ex- yeah. that opportunity yeah. and were, were God's instruments. Um, you know, one of the coolest things, and maybe I can share a little bit more about this. Another guy and I were ordained, Chris Smith, Father mm-hmm. Chris Smith, were ordained from the same parish, same year. And he was one of the main leaders of that retreat. So like mm-hmm. my encounter with yes, my encounter with Christ was facilitated by one of my brother's priests now. Like yeah. one of my classmates. And so it's just the province of God. So that's beautiful. Yeah, I get out of a yeah, I, I'm convinced I want to be a disciple, I want to follow Jesus and um I stumbled and tripped and crawled and and begged my way through high school and and learned how to pray a little bit um late high school and was thinking about maybe is this my call to go to seminary right now had a conversation with uh, another friend of mine father tom reitmeyer who's a Mm -hmm. seminarian at the time and uh because i was really torn i I, my family all went to Mm a&m i always wanted to go to a&m i had scholarships to go to a&m everything was lined up to do that and i was like am i supposed to go do this and I just wasn't sure. I wasn't. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to make that decision at that point. Um, I do think that there's guys who are called straight out of high school, mm-hmm. but um, for me, that wasn't the way um, that the Lord, the Lord worked. And uh, 
so Father Tom, seminarian Tom, at that time, <laughs> uh, he said, go to A&M and stay close to Jesus. And it was great advice. It was just really good advice. Yeah. Um, it's so but, simple too. Oh my gosh. Stay yeah. close to Jesus. Yeah. Stay close to Jesus. And I mean, that's what I, I tell people who are asking questions now, in, sometimes in less succinct words, right? like <laughs> stay close to Jesus, right? That means stay close to his body, stay close to the church, stay close to your friends who are, who are uh, leading you to him mm-hmm. and then stay close to him above all in prayer, spend right. time with him. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And um, yeah, um, the Lord used my friends at A&M to really mature me, to like knock me out of my <laughs> selfishness and different things and uh, to, to just grow me and um, and then use St. Mary's Catholic Center and I got to work as a middle school youth minister and there was all these things that just kept confirming mm. like, okay, you need, to, you need to look at this, you need to look at this, you need to look at this. Mm-hmm. I went from wanting to be a veterinarian to just... To, to be a doctor, to being an engineer, and and um, yeah, I just decided uh, I one day um, it was the my senior year engineering career fair day, and um, we went to I had everything all uh, suit tie on, uh-huh. my resumes printed and everything like that, and um, I went to my adoration hour, and um, I just was like, well, I guess. I'm not going to the engineering career fair because I'm going to apply for seminary, right? That was the step that the Lord was asking me to take, like Mm -hmm. the step in faith. Mm -hmm. And he works in varied ways. Different people have different things. There's, and, um, but that was it. And, um, so you made it all the way to senior year. You're about to graduate. I graduated. You graduated. Oh yeah. I have a degree from A&M. Wow. It's on my wall. Very proudly. (laughs) Right. Like, uh, I'm an Aggie. Uh, I have great memories at A&M. Um, and, uh, and I'm thankful for that time. And then the Lord called me and said, I want you to... It, it, the, the, the ask wasn't... I mean, his ask was to become a priest. Mm-hmm. But the ask mm-hmm. at that moment was just apply to seminary. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I mean, that's yeah. the discernment that I think that is so important. It, I know that we have a lot of parents probably listening to this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Don't worry about your kid like discerning a vocation. Mm-hmm. Help them discern A to B, not mm-hmm. A to Z. That's mm-hmm. such, I mean, right? Like you, you, you should and can point out like what Z might look like. That's a good family. That's a good priest. That's a good sister, mm-hmm. right? But what's the next step, right? That's because we can kind of, if we, if we just look up, <laughs> the analogy I like to use is um, from St. John of the Cross. It's like if you're walking up a mountain, mm-hmm. you have to do two things. You have to think of the, the place at the top that you're trying to get to. Right? Because if you don't think of that place, you'll never you won't have the impetus, right? Mm-hmm. There's something mm-hmm. that draws us out of ourselves with that. But you also need to look at the next step mm-hmm. that you're taking. Right. right. And and quite honestly, that's the more like pressing thing that you need mm-hmm. to look at right now. And so that was the way the Lord worked in my life. He said, Go to seminary, yeah. okay, or apply, get accepted. Okay, yes, yes. First year, I'll give you a year, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> right like I mean that's yeah, really the way time. it worked right yeah. one step at a time and and he just kept confirming and uh, and to the point where I and he kept working my heart um, to the point where I could write like I wish there's when you when you get ordained a deacon you write the bishop a letter oh yeah so every time you you petition you, you're petitioning mm-hmm. to be ordained um, and, uh, and in the letter it says 
it's kind of like a form letter that you have to you, it's you can't like freestyle it right <laughs> it's it like a because they, they want you to, to to know um what you're doing right it's like the questions that you get asked before you get married okay right you sure know, all those questions you you want to give sacrificially for the mm-hmm. other right so um and it's like there's a line that always stuck out to me um i wish to dedicate my life to the service of god or for the glory of God in the service of his church, right? Like, mm. and it's just like, and I, that's it, right? Yeah. And I could say that with my whole heart. Um, and um, yeah, so mm. that's how I, that's how I got to be a priest. That's awesome. That's <laughs> and awesome. it's such a gift. It's such a gift. So um, when this comes out, it'll be Tuesday of Holy Week. So right now we're a week ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so next week's Holy Week. And I love Holy Week. Mm. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And I think I'd kind of gotten bogged down in like the day to day of Lent, and it just like just remembered <laughs> that we yeah. get to go through Holy Week soon. Mm-hmm. So, what are you most excited about as a first year <laughs> priest, going through the beautiful Triduum and Chrism Mass and all the things? Yeah, I'm actually honestly I, I think I'm. You mentioned Chrism Mass. I think I'm really excited about Chrism Mass. Yeah. Because yeah. here's the thing, I, I'm at the cathedral, right? And so like. I'm the rest of the um, the rest of the triduum. I'm like taking care of the bishop, like I'm the MC for all the uh-huh. all the stuff, which is great. And I can't wait. And I love this. Like I love helping him him mm-hmm. celebrate beautiful liturgy. Yeah. Um, but the chrism mass, I'm gonna get to go and like see all the presbyterate who can come. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, God right. willing, a lot of them will be able to come. Um, and uh, and that'll actually be the first time I think all of the presbyterate of the diocese will be together since my ordination because mm-hmm. usually we have like explain what the presbyter is oh i'm sorry yes. yeah so that's like all we the do priests. have some people yeah. who aren't catholic and sure, who are yeah. still learning so we like so to... presbyter is just the fancy word for the agri- like all the group of priests who are also mm-hmm. known as presbyters okay mm-hmm. yeah so um so all the all the priests of the diocese of austin uh-huh. um and usually we get together um like in may for a couple of days all together mm-hmm. They get together in October for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've never been with all of yeah. the priests. Wow. Except yeah. the day of my ordination for those who could come. And not all of them could come on that because mm-hmm. it was still pretty pandemic-y at mm-hmm. that point. So mm-hmm. hopefully a lot of them will be able to, to come. And, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's, so that's, that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, and we didn't have a chrism mass last year. We I mean, did. I'm sorry, we, we had we, one, but we were yeah. not all invited. <laughs> yeah. 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 So so to be, yeah, unfortunately, it's just going to be the priests and like some deacons. Is it? And it's not open. Few, yeah, it's not open. Yeah, so. that makes sense. There's so many priests. Yeah. It does so, make sense. Yeah. That, that is truly one of the most powerful things for me to witness mm-hmm. and to show my children. Um, and and they, they just sit there with the jaw drop as the priests the procession. come in. The procession, all these mm-hmm. priests after priests after priests. It's yeah. so beautiful, so holy and take up over on. half the church and yeah. it's just so powerful and consecration and everyone's up there it's, oh goodness it's they're just all come celebrating oh, it's beautiful. it is <laughs> it's, beautiful it's amazing yeah so that's one thing that i'm looking forward to uh i would i mean just everything like yeah living living the liturgy for me is mm-hmm. i i don't know it's it it really is my life as a priest yeah the, the liturgy is um, at, at least at the, I mean, that, that's the life of a priest is mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. live out the mystery of the liturgy in his, in his life, in a sense. Fulton Sheen is really big on, on this idea that like 
a priest is is a priest, right? But he's also a victim. He's he's supposed mm. to share not only in the priesthood of Christ, but the victimhood because Christ is you can't separate the like the priestly nature of Christ and mm-hmm. the fact that he offered himself mm-hmm. as a sacrifice, right? What do I say when I consecrate the Eucharist? This is my body, mm-hmm. not this is Christ's body. This is my body given mm-hmm. up for you. And so, I don't know, just to offer myself completely to the Lord once again and to offer myself to my people, right? Like, yeah. and um, so that they might have life. Um, and I think that the liturgy especially in these this holy week it like focuses in on that in a mm. particular way you think about holy thursday that's my favorite it's all it's always my favorite in the church it's always my favorite because <laughs> I, I like as a little kid serving um serving that mass mm-hmm. i just remember being just like moved every year mm-hmm. when i would serve the holy thursday mass and like this is there's some, I think it's the resonance kind of like God made my heart to be a priest. Mm-hmm. And that's like the night where we remember the institution of the priesthood yeah. and uh, to con- to be with the Lord in, in adoration later yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. You felt that tug on your heart even when you were younger? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have yeah, articulated, articulated it, right? Then. But, yeah. um, you know, I always think about um, an image that always has kind of spoken to me is, is um, in the Gospel of John where... John is, he's resting his head against the, mm-hmm. the chest of, of Jesus, right? And you think about that. Well, what, what is he doing? He's listening to his heart. Mm-hmm. He's listening to the beat of the Savior's heart. So I, I, there's something that speaks to me as a priest now of like, I want my heart to beat the same way as Christ's heart, mm-hmm. right? That, that it, that it, it it's identical in, in a sense um, that he lives in me. What's St. Paul say? Um, There's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that when people see me, they see Christ. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I, that's a lofty aspiration. I'm a long way from that, but that's beautiful. like, that's, that's the, beautiful. I, the, the call. So. I love Holy Thursday for many reasons. I love that yeah. it's the institution of the Eucharist and that we get to, you know, live out the Last Supper. But one thing that I've always loved about it is the fact that it is also the institution of the priesthood. And um, talking again about Father Michael, someone should send him this podcast. Yes. Um, Every year on Holy Thursday, and I don't know if you remember this from when you were a child or not, Mm -hmm. but he takes that part of the um, celebrating his priesthood Uh very seriously. Oh, yeah. And every time he would say, he would start to get kind of emotional mm-hmm. and he would be as humble as I've ever seen him. And he would say, I take this role very seriously. Yep. And if I have caused you any pain or if I've hurt you in any wow. way, please forgive me. I yeah. am your pastor. And I, I remember that. Do yeah. you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. And every time he would start to cry. Yeah. And every time as an employee of his church, I was always like, thank you. You know, it just felt yeah. so, I, I don't think I'll ever forget that. The yeah. humility that, that he had. And then the way that he would come around and wash the feet Mm. of of the people that he had chosen and by the end of it he would just be in tears because it was just I mean it's the most beautiful thing I can't even I I could never put it into words how beautiful Mm -hmm. it is but just it was just this act of persona Christi I mean Mm -hmm. I just could really see the humility um, and the love it's beautiful I love that you get to do that (laughs) no I can't wait yeah so yeah it's 
Yeah, and then they get to celebrate with the bishop this year. Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, that's going to be cool. <laughs> so wait, the bishop comes and does all of those big masses yeah. with you guys. I didn't even think about that. So I won't I won't actually be the celebrant of okay. anything. Yes. I will be Well, like, you probably wouldn't anyways, right? If you're well, at another... If I was at a normal parish, I probably wouldn't. Maybe the pastor would be mm-hmm. like, hey, you Here. take Good Friday. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, or something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah probably not. So. But you get to be with the bishop, which oh my is gosh, amazing. It's awesome. Yeah, it's like what the church... I mean, ideally, we'd all be hanging out. Like, we'd have a bunch of bishops... Hang out with them. <laughs> right, like yeah. the yeah. presbyterate and you know, yeah. Yeah. to use that word again. Sorry, <laughs> I'm a Catholic nerd. No, I In addition it. to being a priest. <laughs> I'm a Catholic nerd too. It's cool. It's great. Um, Kendra, what's your favorite part of Holy Week? Yeah, I was going to ask that too. Um, so I had one moment. Honestly, it's Good Friday and Holy Saturday kind of mixed. Um, I've been able to experience really beautiful Stations of the Cross on Good Friday Mm -hmm. um, at the Mission of Divine Mercy in New Braunfels. And it's very in-depth. It's walking outside. Um, The the readings that Father reads from are from um, some mystics that just really go in-depth of Mm. what he suffered and endured. And it's something that I've never experienced before. And so I love going through that and just setting that day apart. at our at our house, we turn out all the lights from three to four. Mm-hmm. We have no electricity, absolutely quiet. So people can read, you can play quietly, but just in that hour, Darkness. and that's yeah. And um, awesome. and it's very beautiful to journey with that with our children. And um, and Saturday morning, um, journeying with Mary and her suffering, mm-hmm. and and just trying with my measly little self as best I can to grasp all that she endured through his sacrifice and That's through awesome. his death and what she was thinking and feeling and experiencing and and what she also knew was to come and maybe what she didn't know was to mm-hmm. come. You know, I'm not too sure. Um, so That's a great thing to be very powerful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that question. Okay, often, you know, there's that song that we all, uh, <laughs> Mary, did you know? Yes. Right? Like, <laughs> the Christmas yes. song. Which right, is, right. It has redeeming qualities, yeah. but it also it's it's theologically problematic. Mm-hmm. It's also got a, a message that sort of makes me think, right? Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah, to apply that to Easter, like, mm-hmm. what is she ever going to see her son again? Like, does yeah, she know I, that he's coming? I mean, she she has yeah. hope, right? right. I, yeah. But there's like there is a certain, I'm sure, a certain fear. A certain she doesn't have like. Um, like she doesn't have an angelic intellect, right? So she mm-hmm. doesn't know like immediately that yeah he's coming back, but she does have hope in some way because right. like she she's the, the model disciple, of right? right? So yeah, that's such a it's worth pondering yeah. on that yeah. day. Um, there used to be a, a lesson that we would do in Life Teen a long time ago, and it was like three monologues, and it was Mary at the foot of the cross, and we had a pregnant woman on our core team, and she did that yeah. that one for us, and it was her heartache and her pain of watching her son Mm -hmm. and then it was John at the foot of the cross and John's like giving up his whole life for for him right like all he wants to do is follow this man because he loves him right he's got his head on his chest he's 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 his beloved and he's like frustrated he's like no but I gave my life for him like what is happening because he couldn't see what was coming Uh and he's angry and not angry but just shocked there's a lot of shock in his voice and then the third one is God, and he's saying, like, it's so good. Mm. He says, this is exactly what I had always 
mm-hmm. hoped for mm-hmm. and that Sunday's coming kind mm-hmm. of like message and I think about that all the time especially mm-hmm. I think I find myself in that place of John the most of like wait a second this is not how this is supposed to go down and yeah and but that he stayed there that they were the ones that stayed at the foot of the cross the whole time yeah well and that's that's such a great like spiritual insight because you can what it tells you is like you can be in that state mm-hmm. and be at the foot of the cross mm-hmm. adoring the the body of the Lord right mm-hmm. like you can be and it's okay yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, don't stay there, but it's okay. You're mm-hmm. you're, you're not uh, you're not cut off from the body of Christ because you're disillusioned or uh, you've like your heart's been broken or your mm-hmm. God still loves you, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. He's still there. He's still desiring of, of yourself. And there's something about Holy Saturday, like the mystery of Holy Saturday, that just gets you. Or at least yes. for me, because you walk into the church and it. It's so I think the Lord just gives like the grace like it's just so silent right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a Good Friday a Holy Saturday like there's there's a weird silence that happens um, in the liturgy um, mm-hmm. you think of like the it's dramatic even right like yes. you know like yes um, like you you walk in uh, on Good Friday after the the glory of Holy Thursday mm-hmm. and you come back. And there's it's no music. So different, right? Yeah. Like there's no music. The the sacred ministers just walk in, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and then yeah. lay down, yeah. right? Like yeah. and you're like, I mean, you could, you. Could, it speaks to the human heart in in such a way. Um, yeah. There's a line in um, one of the church documents about the liturgy. It's like um, the liturgy makes visible, like through signs perceptible mm-hmm. to the senses, the mystery of of God, and like. And in, then in the sacraments gives right. it makes it efficacious. And I just think about that on those on those days where it's speaking a language, and are we paying attention? Mm-hmm. Are we are we actually listening to this mm-hmm. this kind of thing? Yeah, well, just just along those lines, you yeah. journeyed. Um, this is your first year as a priest to journey with some RCIA. This is true. People. Mm-hmm. So people coming into the church. Mm-hmm next weekend yeah that's exciting um, yeah share a little bit about that journey and and maybe what you look forward to celebrating oh, with them easter well i look forward to them being baptized uh, yes and, <laughs> and that kind of stuff you know one of the things that i uh, i think rca is probably one of those places where I, a priest can do um if he's able and not all not all priests can um be like directly involved with rca every week like mm-hmm. i at the parish i'm at i'm able to do that because it's a smaller program we have it on a, a night when i can do it so it's but like the good that can be done through discipling mm-hmm. people in that mm-hmm. in that area um it, it's just been tremendous and um every one of those people has a different like how did you get here you mm-hmm. story because I, yeah. I i asked that question to him like why do you want to follow Jesus? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you're here. Okay. You're, well, this person, I'm getting married, you know, and I want to, I want to be the same religious. Okay, great. Uh, you know, I had, uh, an experience of, of like reading this thing and it just changed my life and I want to follow You know what I mean? Wow, like, yeah, you're just like, how, how did you get here? Right. Like, yeah. why are you here? And, uh, and it's all just grace. Right. Yeah. Like you see, you see the Lord's grace active in their life. And uh, you're privileged to witness that and then to be a part of that, to give uh, as an instrument um, some formation there and, and, and evangelization. And one of the things that me and the, the pastor, Father Daniel, um, 
well, it's not technically, but the rector of the mm-hmm. cathedral. Mm-hmm. A cathedral doesn't have a pastor because the bishop is the pastor uh-huh. of the cathedral. I always yeah. wonder what the difference there was. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> anyway, so it doesn't really, once again, Catholic nerd things. Uh, uh, so so we, we both said what we want above all in the RCIA program is um, what what kind of Bishop Barron calls unwavering like Christocentrism. Like mm-hmm. everything gets related back to the mystery mm-hmm. of Christ mm-hmm. um, and, and the fact that you're called to a personal relationship through the church with him. And, um, and I think we've done that well. We've done mm. a lot of things poorly. I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. COVID, it makes, yeah, well. oh gosh, it's so hard, right? Like you got yeah. the Zoom people, you got the, mm-hmm. the non, the people who want to come in person, you got the this and the that. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, life is crazy. And yeah. uh, my job is to help anyone who wants, and even those who don't want, <laughs> to encounter Christ. Yeah. And, uh, and so that means like sometimes doing a, a little bit of gymnastic effort to like, okay, you can't come, but here's the recording. And then mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's have a conversation at some point, you know, uh, I'll meet you for coffee or right. you know, whatever. So, so it's been fun to do that. Um, and I can't wait to, to see him. Yeah. We, I'll share just one short. We have, we have a man um, who is, he's actually homeless, who's going to be coming into the church. Wow. Um, and, uh, and I'm not going to share too much, but sure. like it's just like, that's really cool, right? That's like, that's And he's been a part of our community for years, right? Like Because he, he's been outside yeah. of the church for years, mm-hmm. and now he's going to get baptized, right? That's awesome. And we, that's beautiful. You see, like, God's grace just like, yeah. and he asked for it, right? Like, he was like, I think I want to get baptized, Father Will. And yeah. I was like, okay. do you know what that means? Like, do, yeah. you, do you know who Jesus is? Like, what, what do you know about this? And he said, yeah, I sort of... Kind of have a little bit of background, and so like for him because he had different things going on, we didn't have him like come to RCIA class. Yeah, like we were. I kind of just like, would talk to him uh, on my breaks when I was walking outside. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and so it just, I think, the job of a priest is to to get people to Christ, and uh, yeah. we'll do that whatever way we can. Yeah, so. just make the kingdom accessible. Yeah, that's amazing. I so, love it. I went on a street retreat a few years ago, and I was amazed by the level of faith by so many of our homeless brothers and sisters, and the like willingness to talk about the Lord. Like they were just yeah. they knew that we were with the church group, and they just yeah. wanted to talk about Jesus. And it was really it was really beautiful to see. Yeah. Like I think we have such perceptions of of who who's on the streets and why. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really mm-hmm. cool. All right, That's should beautiful. we talk about what God's doing in our hearts? Sure. Yes. <laughs> I forgot. Like God's doing it in my heart. I had one earlier. What's God doing in your heart right now by making you forget it? I don't by know. allowing you to forget. <laughs> by allowing you to forget. Darn, someone else is going to have to go first. <laughs> Father Will, what is God doing in your heart right now? Oh my gosh. Um, what is he doing in my heart? Uh, we celebrated St. Joseph's Day. Yeah. We did a big. You did. You did. A big, man. Oh, uh, we had it out. We had, like, had mass, right? big mass at 630 and then we had a, like uh, we had a statue of Saint Joseph. Oh, we should have gone. Why and, we... and we like we uh, processed with the statue of Saint Joseph around the block. Oh, oh and wow! And then brought it to the to uh, the gym area where the Knights of Columbus were set up, uh, making fish. 
and hamburgers because <laughs> it's a Friday during Lent. It's a solemnity. Yes. Yeah, they, and That's so we awesome. had uh, we had uh, hamburgers and uh, it was just a joyful. I don't know. Oh, it's just the joy of that. Um, but I was really struck. Um, I I thought about my homily that day a little bit. I celebrated that mass, and um, I don't know. I just I was I I hadn't given it a, usually daily mass homily. Like if it's during the week, I don't like spend a lot of time thinking about. I mean, I pray. Right. Yeah. That's, and that's the thing. I pray every day. And, yeah. Um, and and so like. It would be like me asking you a question about your husband. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to like prepare a, a discourse on your yeah. husband. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, my, well, I can talk about Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's something, there's something there. Um, no, for Sunday Mass homilies, because there's so many people, and, and I, I think that it's really important. I spend a lot more time on that. But um, yeah, so I, I kind of went up there and, and I talked about St. Joseph, and I had listened to the bishop's homily earlier, uh-huh. so I was using some of his stuff. <laughs> and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's no plagiarism in, yeah. in homilies at all. Like, it's like that's the know, body I, of Christ in action right there, no, right? It is. No, yeah. It, well, that's the thing. It, it's truth, right? And so yeah. the, the bishop said those words in order to uh, edify his people. So by me repeating them, <laughs> It's the same thing, right? Like, and so that, that's the point. Um, I'm not, anyway, so, um, but I was just convicted. I, like, one of the things we've been doing in our parish is Exodus 90. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, there's, there's a lot of different, like, ascetical programs. Exodus 90 is not the be all end all. It's a good thing and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. But we've, we've got a lot of guys that have been pretty faithful to it and have been coming to holy hours and different things like that. Um, but during that homily, I just got convicted, like, to speak to my brothers, mm. right? To like, mm. like, wake up. We need some. We need more St. Josephs, right? Yeah. Guys who just are living their life, being obedient to the Father's will in their life, and then just being hum- like humbly, silently doing the things that need to be done, mm-hmm. right? Like opening their hearts. But it, it, it's heroic too. It is. It's heroic. It's totally heroic. It's, and, and, um, and I don't know, I just, uh, I had a, there was actually a mom that came up to me after mass and said, she was like, your homily moved me to tears, right? Oh, because you were wow. calling out your brother. Like, you know, and yeah. so I was like, this, this is something that the Lord was doing. But what, 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 the thing that made me think about this is, um, after, um, after I gave that homily, I was celebrating the, um, the extraordinary form of the mass. Mm-hmm. So, um, immediately after the homily, there's no like break. You just go from, straight from the homily into the creed, right? Mm-hmm. There's no like prayers of the faithful. And yeah. so, and we were singing it because it's a, 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 a feast day. So the priest, um, starts the creed, right? And, and he, he sings credo in unum deum, right? Like, and then everyone else picks up the like, and they they, uh-huh. they sing the rest of it, um, and the priest actually says it just kind of to himself a little bit, um, not to himself. He's saying it to God, but yeah. um, he's professing his faith, and I was just like, I was moved to tears as I was praying the creed, and I I'm not uh-huh. sure exactly what was there. Um, it's still something that's being unfolded in my heart, but there's mm-hmm. like, okay, if I can just hold on mm-hmm. to the faith, right? Like mm-hmm. if I, if I can persevere in that, um, because as you guys know, like 
living as a Christian, living as a, a in a vocation is not an easy thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And and I just challenged the guys to do just that, to persevere. Yeah. And now the Lord was was like, all right, well, right. I'm calling you too. I'm calling you too, right? Like, yeah. let's go. Um, and uh, and so it's just a movement of yeah, and and so. Um, I think that that's one thing that he's doing in my heart. Um, perhaps it, it was also kind of moving because um, the last day that all of my seminary classmates and I were together, most of us, um, was last year on the Feast of St. Joseph, <laughs> um, more or less. And so, um, and we were on retreat together. And uh, and so I'll always remember St. Joseph's Day as, yeah. as that because then the and everything shut down. Everything blew up. <laughs> we all went to, we all scattered to the, to the winds. So. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. Well, mine sounds a little dumb now. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but actually mine was St. Joseph too. So I had big plans after our um, podcast with Kevin Kapczynski that I was going to do, we were going to do the. We were going to do all sorts of bread. I was going to make a lot of bread. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I made no bread. None of that happened. Um <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> free bread. That's such a great I, tradition. I wanted to have like a huge altar. Anyways, next year. It's okay. And next yes. year we're going to go to the yes. cathedral. We have plans. Okay. <laughs> we'll take our bread to the cathedral. But I also had plans to do the consecration as a family. Mm-hmm. And I ordered the books. They were completely sold out on Amazon, which is such a gift, right? The fact that so many people wanted to do the yeah. consecration. Yeah. Amazon didn't have any. So then I ordered them from Target. And then Snowpocalypse hit, and they didn't come. Oh, so they were like two weeks late. <laughs> so, of course, and I wanted to do this before March 18th, right? 19th? 19th. Yeah. And I had this all planned out. And it's just funny the way that like we make plans and yeah. fail, or God's yeah. like, no, that's not what I'm calling you to right now. So I'm on day five of the consecration. <laughs> no, that's great. That's St. Joseph the Worker, May 1st. Yeah. Do it on May 1st. <laughs> there we go. I got a there long go. way to go. <laughs> Surely I can finish by May 1st. <laughs> Yeah. Or even, yeah, I can't finish by Easter. Whatever. May 1st. We're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it's it's been really sweet to sit there. And um, I've just never, ever thought about St. Joseph mm-hmm. um, until Kevin really explained him to us in such a beautiful way. And I don't know. I, it's really stirring my heart to read. And I, I hope that I hope that more husbands and fathers and single men read mm-hmm. it as well because I agree and completely. Priests. And priests. Everybody. All the, all the men. Yes. Everybody needs to read it, but yeah, that's kind of where I am. So nothing huge, but no, that's but, a big step. Trying, awesome. trying to lean yeah. into St. Joseph. Yeah. Every step towards the kingdom is a big step, even yeah. if it's a tiny step. <laughs> We're getting there. Points to ponder by Kendra Bart. <laughs> there you go. Coach Kendra. Coach Kendra. Coach Kendra's yes. words, of <laughs> words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. It's her game halftime speech. Game day. Yeah. <laughs> it's game day, baby. Let's go. Yeah, she's got a coach shirt on. Um, I do. And a coach. In uh, my cup. <laughs> Yes. Arctic, Arctic uh, cup. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so for me, it's I'm just saying the same thing over again as, as the past two podcasts. But um, God is still just stirring my heart for to ask the bigger questions, mm-hmm. um, to to pray bigger. And in my head, I've been you know trying to unleash it and, and dive into it and pick it apart because He's been showing some stuff to me in Scripture. And to me, I'm like, okay. I'm going to go apply this on my time. But yet this morning I woke up early to have some prayer time. And I was like, I'm dumb. I should just do it right now. 
So, so it completely transformed my prayer time this morning mm. of my prayers are just bigger. And mm-hmm. um, like, I know that they're being heard and yeah. God is, is like, yes, come on, let's do it. You know, bring it on, you know. Um, it's game day. No. <laughs> um, so, so I'm still on that journey of just praying bigger and, and praying bigger for others that I, I see struggling, hurting, suffering. Um, can I knowing ask you a crazy he question? Can, he can heal. Yeah. On the podcast, if I should ask you this, not on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, will you pray over Ella? Yes. Even when I pray over people who need healing, will you pray for Ella? Yeah. Because yeah. I think she could use it. Like okay. she's had a concussion for mm. uh, three months now, yeah. and she's just starting Ooh. to get to the point where it's like, yeah. "Am I ever going to get better?" Yeah. So will you? She was on like, my heart this morning. She loves you so much. I think mm. that would, I would mean a lot to her. Over okay. her. After this. Yes. Thank you. That's okay. awesome. Okay. Let's do it. Yes. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That is awesome. Absolutely. So God is good. God, this wow. is amazing. It was so much he fun. Is. Is <laughs> I feel like we barely scratched the surface with you, Father Will. Yeah, we may have to have a, a regular yeah, Father Will segment. <laughs> Yeah, I, I love I love this kind of stuff. I actually like podcasts. I listen to podcasts. You do? Oh, time. awesome! I listen to yeah. I'm a I just big love sharing person. you. You're you're amazing, and mm-hmm. I know that there's just so much depth to you, mm-hmm. and and you you allowed us into that today. Sure. Um, but just one of the things that I remember real quick before we go yeah. is um, before we got married, Chris and I, Father Will wrote us a letter. Oh. And made us a cross, a wooden cross. And he wrote us this letter, and he was quoting JP2 and Theology of the Body. And he was in high school. In high school. <laughs> in high school. Like, it was so... Good teachers. <laughs> my jaw was on the... It was beautiful. It was beautiful. So, um, you've had a big impact on my heart for a very long time. Thank you, Kendra. Um, so, I love it. It makes me happy. It, make, it brings Don't me ever joy. apologize for being a Catholic nerd. No. <laughs> I just I, one of my one of my goals is to be able to like speak to different levels of people, right? And yeah. It's, right, it's so hard to you know. I was talking to a, a five or six year old the other day, and um, like her dad, or she asked like, "Why are the statues covered?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "That's a really long question, you know. Like, there's like a <laughs> yeah. lot of history, but here's the here's the main point, you know. Yeah. And, and so, um, I her dad um, actually. The worst at Valor, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, he, he was like, what? Like, he, listening to it, and I almost said the word manifest. Uh-huh. Right? So for like a six-year-old, like, <laughs> like uh, and I, I literally, he, he, he noticed, like, because I said, man, I show. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, yeah. That's awesome. You don't have to water it down for the kids. Just got to yeah. speak words they understand. Yes. Yeah. I think kids can handle it. Oh like, when gosh. I speak to kids, I give them, like, all sorts of like theology and <laughs> biblical backstory to whatever we're talking about, and they eat it up. They love yeah, it. They do. That's fun. You do a great yeah. job of it, especially yeah. if you can tell it in a story. Yes. Oh, oh anything in a narrative form, and you, it's amazing. Yeah, they, they love it. Megan's really good at storytelling. Are She's you actually really? going to be. Yes, yeah, she is That's fantastic, awesome. especially Bible storytelling. Um, super good, but it's she's going to be fun. speaking at XLT this Friday, Ooh. and it's um, to a room of kids all the way to adults, which that's awesome. is fun to me. Cause yeah, that's kind of it's a like the challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what I feel like every Sunday. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm talking, and I'm like, okay, what can I get in for the eight year old? Yeah, for the the fifteen year old, right? Like, yeah. Oftentimes, when I'm writing the homilies, like the examples, right? Like, mm-hmm. I try and think of, okay, what, what would this sound like to a ten year old? or a 15 year old or a tw- you know the, mm-hmm. the mom and the grandma and the the dad and yeah, yeah. So. my favorite thing is when i'm supposed to be teaching kids 
And I look up and all the parents are like really listening. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm teaching the children's theology, but the parents are like all in, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. That's yeah, there's something about it. I've been one of those. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. My uh, my dad's a professor at AM and he always tells his, his grad students like if you can't explain what you're doing to like your grandma and to your youngest, you know, nephew or right. kid or whatever, like you're not doing it right, yeah. right? Like you're, you don't know it well enough. Uh-huh. Well enough so yeah. that's that's the ringing voice in the back of my head. Like, <laughs> my dad is, you know, that's great. Like, so it's so awesome. Oh, so, it's such a great family. Oh my gosh, right. I'm so blessed. Well, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a blast. Yeah. Thank you. Will for you close us in prayer? Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Enter Holy Week. Yeah. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for um, the gift of this time. Thank you for the work that you're doing in our hearts. Help us to recognize that and to give you glory for it. Help us um, to imitate your beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and saying that it's um, it's for this hour that we've we've been we've come to this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, that you would um, you would use us as your instruments to to bring you glory. Um, that other people might be sanctified through our actions. Um, we especially pray for our families, um, Lord, and pray for those families that are hurting right now or going through difficult situations, um, that they would, uh, they would come to know your love in a powerful way in those moments, knowing that you're with them, um, mm-hmm. not far from them. Um, Lord, we, we pray uh, that we might enter into the spirit of Holy Week and walk with your beloved son to the cross, and to the tomb, and to the joy of Easter. We entrust ourselves to you through the hands of your son's mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you all. This was awesome. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. All right, you guys. I hope you have a beautiful Holy Week. I hope that you're able to celebrate Thursday the institution of the Eucharist and our church and the priesthood, and then to really walk through what happened Thursday evening and Friday morning and um, just the heartache and pain of Good Friday with our Lord into Saturday with with his mother, as Kendra said. And then, man, I hope you celebrate Sunday. I hope you throw a big party with your friends and your family. And even if you don't have anyone to celebrate with, I hope that you spend some time with the Lord and really celebrate and have fun. If you have um, kiddos, I am doing a Facebook Live on Thursday with a ministry called Beyond the Pew. It is part of Ablaze Ministries. So it will be on their Facebook page. And I will share it in our show notes and on Instagram. So I would love to see you there. It's going to be at 10 a.m. You can come live or you can watch the recording afterwards. But uh, I love to share the story of Holy Thursday and the arrest of Jesus and walking into Good Friday. And I promise it'll be really good for your kids. All right, guys, have a beautiful, beautiful Holy Week and a wonderful Easter. See you next week. Mm -hmm.